Hello, TFP Nation, Fantasizers. We are back again. No idea what week we're on, but we are looking right in the face of week 13 NFL action. Currently, Buffalo on top of New England 24-7. Everything is right in the world. I've got with me our betting man, B. Brandon Lee, how you doing, bud? Oh, doing well. Loving it when the Patriots are losing, man. Everybody does. Everybody does. Even those Boston. Uh, well, I'll just leave it there. And uh, and of yeah, yeah, right. And of course, I've got uh, our fantasy expert, Goatee Guru. How you doing? Doing all right. Doing all right. Loving the score. And uh, I hate the Patriots, but I kind of do like these jerseys. I, I do like the helmets, the throwback. I don't know. I guess just because Thursday, uh, it's their their rush. I guess they're. Yeah, they're the color, color rush, rush but, or whatever, right? You know, of course, their early mascot had to be a dude bending over. It just makes sense. Well, yeah. But uh, goatee, fresh off the lanes, man. How were? The, how was the? Uh, how was the oil? How was it? Was it slick? Was it the ball moving a lot for you? A lot of transition tonight. A lot of transition tonight. I was not coming into the pocket early. Kind of sliding on me a little bit, skating, and uh, kind of figured it out at the end. Came away with a six oh two on the night. I hear you. I hear you. You have a lot of big spinners out there. Uh, towards the end, I was revving the hell out of the ball, but uh, early on, um, no matter what I did, thing wouldn't move. Well, it's all about finding the right house ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Take your thumb out of it. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can't right, go back so, to those uh, days. As everybody's uh, kind of noticed, Hollywood in in control. So. Buckle your seatbelts. Probably should have said that at the beginning. There's but, no chaperone, uh, guys. No, no chaperone. It is going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, we are hostless. We are co-hostless. Uh, you guys, I think it's going to be our best one yet. I think I think everyone's in for for a treat. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. We're going to change up the order a little bit. Okay. I'm I'm getting out of the corner. No corner tonight. Because I'm running things, so I can actually start with me. I can confirm that because I know we're not on YouTube anymore, um, but I can see Hollywood where he's sitting, and he is not in a corner. No, it's it's a little weird. I don't like it. I keep looking over my shoulder because I feel like a ninja is going to attack me or something. I know that happens a lot. Joe Rogan, I hope he's doing well. It just happened to him last week. You know, you, you can't be. Can't be too careful. The one thing I'm not liking, though, is right over uh, Hollywood's left shoulder, I'm guessing that is, is a picture of Steve Largent, and I'm I'm not a fan yeah. of that. Beautiful. Greatest receiver to ever wear the number, 8-0. I, Am and, I right? And I, know, and I know you're impressed yeah. that I know Steve Largent, being that I'm not a Seahawks fan and hate the Seahawks. Because you've probably hated him so much when he was just – just catching passes, no gloves, no you know, stick them. You know, honestly, not when he, needed. I never had to hate Steve Largent. I didn't ever have to hate him because I didn't hate the Seahawks back then because the Seahawks were in the AFC and didn't really matter to me. That's true. And we were pretty terrible. They were pretty bad. Yeah. All right, guys. So here's how I want to start. Usually we kind of talk about some of the games that have happened, but it, it's been a while. We're just going to jump in. 
I'm going to call this little segment contenders or pretenders. All right. So I've got the standings up right here and I'm going to jump around a little bit just to make it interesting. Okay. Now I've got my opinions, but I want to hear your guys as, as well. So it's going to be a fun little, little back and forth. Okay. And since the Buffalo bills are playing right now, I don't think anyone's going to debate the Buffalo bills being a contender. Okay. But also on top of that division, that AFC East division, you've got the Miami Dolphins. All right. So just looking uh, top left is, is Brandon Lee. Miami Dolphins, contender or pretender? Well, I don't know. First of all, I don't necessarily go 100% in with Buffalo being a contender. I'm not so well. They're a contender, but I wouldn't say they're a favorite. Um, Miami, that's a, you know, that's actually a really good question. I I'm gonna say that they're a contender when healthy. All right, when when two is not walking funny, is that what you're right? Saying? Right, you know, when he's not, you know, woozy and falling to the ground, he's great. Right, well, right, looking like looking like Christopher Michael over there, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know two of bench presses, but uh, I, but the looks of it, no. Right, right. No, I, I'm actually, I actually think Tyreek Hill is the reason that Tua looks as good as he does. You know, I mean, just him in general, I think makes Jalen Waddle a better receiver. Even though Waddle's good, I'm not going to take it away from him. But I think he makes it better. But no, I think Miami, when healthy, is a contender. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, and, and since you brought up, you know, Tyreek and, and Waddle, I'm going to say, too, a player that we find on the, the sit list a lot, tight end at a Penn State, is that is that correct? And I think Tyreek Hill is a big reason for that, right? Who, who's that go-to? You, you say his name quite a bit on that sit list. My, my fellow Penn Stater, Mike Gesicki. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, – Poor guy. He's a great tight end. He just, you know, unfortunate in the system he's in. So do you agree with the, the contender analysis on the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> 100%. I do. Um, I think I think Miami is a, a legitimate threat, uh, Super Bowl contender. I do think that uh, they have one of the more explosive offenses in the league. I do think they have some questions on defense especially in the secondary. Um, however, I think, you know, when they're right on offense, they're going to outscore most teams. Uh, this week, they play against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. We're on a three-game win streak. There's a lot of uh, lot of familiarity between the two teams. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel coming from coming from San Francisco. Some of our former coaches are over there as well with him. And a lot of our former players, backs. a lot of our former players play there too. So um, a lot of familiarity. I'm really excited to see how that matches up. But yes, not not taking anything away from Miami, they are absolutely a contender. And uh, I'm a little nervous about this game this weekend. Yeah, I hear you. I think I think that's the game of the week. You know, I, I'm I'm looking at the the schedule, and and that's that's going to be a big one, I think. And Guys, look how we're going to kind of switch things up a little bit here. 
Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers, you've got Jeff Wilson Jr., a big running back on that Miami Dolphins team. He went in there and right away started putting up big numbers for fantasy players. So anyone that has him. Now, what would you say to anybody that might have him on their roster looking at the 49ers thinking, okay, that's a great defense. They obviously know what he can do, but he also knows that defense. Am I sitting or starting Jeff Wilson Jr. against his former team? I'm sitting. I'm I'm sitting Jeff Wilson. I I don't let me let me preface this by saying don't be surprised if Jeff Wilson finds the end zone in this game on a short run. But overall, I don't think you're going to get a lot of yardage out of him. The 49ers defense, especially in the run run game, is is very good. Very, very good. We've had some injuries on up front, but they have a very deep rotation. They stop the run, and that is their first that is their first uh plan when they go into the game. They are stopping the run and making you one-dimensional. That's what they try to do. Miami's very good in the pass game. That's why I'm a little worried that, you know, we might not be able to slow down slow them down as much as we want to. But it is a team that is extremely difficult to run against, and that for that reason, I can't trust Jeff Wilson to have like a boom week. Even if he gets in the end zone, I think you're looking around maybe 10 points on the game or on, on a fantasy matchup. I hear you. I hear you. So I just want the listeners to to realize what's happening here, okay? So I'm taking over hosting duties this week because, again, co-host, is, or co-host and host are out. So what I did there is I worked in – my fantasy question that I have that I know he's not going to want to give me because we play in a league together, but I worked it in and he answered it because what's he going to do? He's not going to just be on the podcast, be like, sorry, I'm not going to answer that. No. Right. Chaperone. Our, our, host, our, our host is just not, not all there. I don't think. Oh man. I I'm, I'm quick with it. I don't like know? this. I don't like this game. <laughs> time out. Time out. <laughs> I like so I probably should have started with with saying this as well. So when we say contender versus pretender, in my head, a contender, I'm thinking AFC, NFC championship game. Okay. I'm not necessarily talking Super Bowl, but I'm I'm saying let's let's say they're gonna make it to the playoffs and they're gonna make they're gonna maybe win a game or two, make some noise in the playoffs, not just kind of limp in and like maybe an eight and eight team or some crap like that. If there's any teams that maybe losing record could get in, I don't know if that's ever happened. That team probably is terrible. Yeah. They, they're freaking terrible. Um, yeah, they did knock off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you hope for, right? Cause <laughs> I've had a team do that. And uh, as long as you win one, you're like, that's all that matters. I don't care. Now we there's, won. There's one. <laughs> that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. And nobody, nobody remembers that. Nobody it remembers was. anything about that. They just remember the nope. beast quake. That's all they remember. Yep. Exactly. Bye, Saints. Seven and nine. Seattle. That was Seven the best and part. nine, and they get to uh, play a home game in the playoffs. Home game. Exactly. <laughs> stupid. All right. Speaking of stupid, I'm going to go back to a comment that, that B made, and usually him and I are on the same page, but Buffalo Bill's not the favorite. Uh, I get Kansas City. I get it. I get it. And Buffalo's been not great lately, but I'm sorry. They're they're still up there. I mean, look at 
Look at what they're doing now. Josh Allen's back. He's he's good. Oh, We're no, good. Yeah. I have, I have no doubts that they're. Uh, I have no doubts that they're they're a contender, and I, I'll put them. I'll put them in the AFC Championship game. Let's not forget I, Miami beat them though. I, well, that's the thing is Buffalo's dropped a couple of games they should not have dropped. Well, tonight will be their first divisional win. Correct, and that, so I mean, you look at you look at what they've done and the record that they have, being a Super Bowl favorite at the beginning of the year. I just. I don't, I don't see them as a Super Bowl favorite. I really don't. And I, I don't have a 100% belief either in Kansas City, but I put them higher than Buffalo right the, now. The thing, that, the thing that makes Buffalo a contender, and yeah, they've had some bad weeks. Every, every team's going to have some bad weeks, right? That's going to happen. But the thing that makes Buffalo a contender is they have so much explosive potential on the offensive side, and their defense is consistent enough that they are going to be in every game. Do you? Let me ask you this. Regardless of who they play, pick any team in the NFL. Do you have confidence, confidence in your gut, 100% that you could pick against Buffalo in a game? No, no, absolutely not. Right. I mean, even, I mean, look at the game right now. The one thing that the New England Patriots, everybody says they do so well, right? Bill Belichick, he takes your... Top your weapon. best player away, yeah. your top player. Well, that's Josh Allen going deep. They took that away. They've got the two safeties deep, and they've had it all night. Take that deep threat away, and he's still torching them. And he's and their their run game looks really good. James Cook is looking really really good. Um, not for anyone you know with money, maybe on Singletary going over a specific amount of yards rushing, but you know Can it's you looking are, good. I mean, so. My answer to this question would would have been different if Josh Allen did not win on Thanksgiving. If he did not march down the field and put that game or put that ball in field goal range and end up winning, I would not I would let's, not say that. I would say that I, I do have a team or two that would be I'd be more confident. Now let's let's not doing forget. that proves to me that if that game did not go to overtime and was not decided by a coin toss and you guys know which one I'm talking about that that might have been different so that did give me a little bit more confidence in Buffalo I still think that Kansas City's the Super Bowl team out of the AFC I kind of hope I'm wrong I would like to see Buffalo there but I hope I'm, I, I don't I don't now let's not that. forget though with Buffalo in that in that so Buffalo had a really kind of funny week there right they they got the big snowstorm. They went out to Detroit, played against Cleveland. They did not stay in Detroit. They flew back to Buffalo and then flew back to Detroit for that game. That may have played a factor. Let's also not forget Detroit, regardless of their record, they're not a bad team. They can score points with the best of them. They average like 27 points a game or something stupid. It's yeah, They, they, they the score, screen, but, yeah. but they, they do give up a lot. That's the reason that they lose a lot of games. But they're not a bad team, so I I agree with what you're. I understand what you're saying. I should say, but I don't want to. I don't want to take anything away from the Detroit Lions. They are a formidable team. It, oh no! I'm I, not I think a lot of people right. that a lot of the Giants fans thought that was going to be a walk in the park, and the Lions came out and smacked them in the face. So, yeah. no, I don't take anything away from Detroit. I I just I think if Josh Allen does not march that down, and they don't get the win. A lot of people, I think, in the actual organization in that building. 
We got you muffled a little bit there. What say again? I said I, I think if he does not march them down, I'm not taking anything away from Detroit, but if, if Allen does not march them down and get that win, then that changes the viewpoint not only around the NFL but in the building of Buffalo as, as, as well. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you. All right. A team I don't think we need to spend as much time on, but another team in that AFC East we got to talk about because they're sitting right there at 7-4, and four, and they look really good. And I can't believe I'm saying that they do have a win against Buffalo. And when their leading rusher went down, they actually made a really good move, surprisingly. The New York Jets, contender – or pretender. Let's start with you, uh, Goatee. Pretender, only because of what you said and how we're evaluating this. Do I see them making the AFC title game? No. Um, however, I do want to. I do want to say that this team is good. They are a good football team. Uh, I think Zach Wilson was holding them back, and in putting Mike White in was a great move. Robert Sala has that defense just firing on all cylinders. That is a really, really good football team on the defensive side. And offensively, they have a ton of weapons if they can just move, you know, get the, the ball to those weapons. And I think Mike White can do that. But I'm going to go with contender because I do not think with the, some of the powerhouses in the AFC, I can't see them making a, a run to the AFC title game. You mean pretender. You said contender. I'm sorry, pretender. Pretender, yes. I know what you mean. Uh, B, what about you? You feel the same? Um, I think that they get into the playoffs, but, yeah, no, I agree. I think they're a pretender right now. I I could see them being a contender in a year. Um, I'm, I'm on the same page as Goatee. I mean, they're a much better team, and I mean, I was really rooting for Zach Wilson, but I, I can't knock the decision, and and Wade played well. So I mean, we'll see what happens later on. But I, I don't think this is the Jets' year. I think they they make the playoffs, but they they are not a contender this year. So I'm I'm actually going to say that they are a contender. I think they are. Um, I'm not saying they they will, but I'm saying they they can be. Again, they did beat the Bills who we're saying is one of the top teams in in the AFC. And I'm, I'm looking at the other teams in the AFC, which we're going to talk about a couple of them here. But there's two teams that really stick out that would scare me to take the Jets out of the playoffs. So given the right schedule in the playoffs, I, I think they could go up against, you know, a, a Bills or a Chiefs. And even beat—I mean, they've already beat the Bills once. They—they're you know—they're stupid enough to do it again. Um, so I would say contender potentially. I, I agree with you guys. I ultimately I think pretender, but I could see them being a contender. So I, B, I agree with you. Next year, you know, let's see how they come out and if they can continue this this run that they're on and keep building. Um, we can move them up a little higher. All right, let's jump down to the AFC North. And I will start this one. Uh, we're going to go with uh, just listed as the number one team 
in the Baltimore Ravens, and I am going to call them straight-up pretenders. Um, I think they have shown that they can't finish a game. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson isn't doing what he needs to do. They are 7-4, and four, so, I mean, they are sitting in the right spot, but I do think the team that they're tied with the Cincinnati Bengals do uh, take that number one spot from them. And then again, looking at that AFC East looks like we've got a wild card team coming out of there. Um, so, so maybe Baltimore does pick up a wild card, but I, I don't see them getting any further. So I'm going to call them a pretender. Brandon. Definitely a pretender. I agree. And I, I personally don't think that Lamar Jackson's worth the money either. So yeah, I think if Baltimore's smart, they let him walk. That team's not ready to win right now. They The defense is atrocious. The offense can put up points, but not late in games. So, I, I mean, I agree. I think Baltimore's a pretender, and the best thing for them right now may not be a popular opinion, but I think Harbaugh needs to go, and I think Lamar Jackson needs to go and restart that whole team up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think that happens if, if the season doesn't play out the way they want it to. Um, I think Harbaugh is on the hot seat and um, I don't know. I don't see them getting rid of Lamar Jackson. I think that city and that team thinks he is the, the guy, um, but we'll see. Guru, do you uh, have a differing opinion on that? Um, not overall, but in some details. Um, I do. I think Harbaugh has a job there as long as he wants one uh, based on his, his track record. Um, and Baltimore is one of the more loyal uh, organizations to their coaching staff. So um, I, th I think he's got a job as long as he wants one, basically Lamar, very possible. He could be gone. Uh, I don't know if Baltimore is going to throw the money at him to keep him. Uh, he's free agent at the end of the season. Very, very uh, well known that he um, has turned down a lot of contract negotiations with them. But as far as the pretender and contender goes, uh, I really liked the move they made to bring in Roquan Smith. I thought that really shored up uh, a weakness on their defense. Uh, Patrick Queen has kind of been underperforming from his first round pick status. But overall, I think an underrated thing that we, we are kind of overlooking is Rashad Bateman. When he got injured, that offense kind of just hit a cliff, right? They, they kind of fell off a cliff. Um, and I, th I think losing him was a big part of it. Mark Andrews got nicked up a little bit too. And, and there was some, some other injuries to the running back position, but overall, I don't think this team has the healthy talent to compete with some of the other teams in the AFC. I could see them winning maybe a game, in the playoffs, but making a true run, I don't see it at this time. I'm, I'm going to say they're a pretender. All right. All right. I've got, uh, I got two more teams in the AFC to run by you guys. And the first one is the defending AFC champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they are, a contender with Jamar Chase coming back healthy, hopefully. 
Um, but we'll see. Uh, Guru. Yeah. I'm going to put them. I'm going to put them on the pretender list only because I don't have a lot of faith in that defense. And as much as the offensive line has improved, I still think there's some, some weakness there. Uh, Definitely could make a run like last year. I don't think anybody thought they were a true contender last year. However, I picked them all the way to the Super Bowl, but just remember that. Uh, so, um, but this year, I, I do not think it's the same. I think I think they are a pretender. Well, I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl, so I've got you there. As did the entire world. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had it like week you, five. You so. did, yes. <laughs> Me. What do, you, what do you think? I'm going contender. I mean, even looking at, what was it, last week, right? Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase out, they still got the win. So, I mean, they're, they they can they can still show that they, they play pretty well, even without their two biggest players on their team. Um, Joe Burrow's no joke, man. He's the real deal. I, I'm going to trust him. That offensive line's starting to look like the offensive line we expected. Defense is playing better, you know, so I can see them starting to really get clicking and getting hot again at the right time, making a run. I think I'm going to go with them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. They, I mean, I, I was super nervous uh, at the beginning of the year for them, just not looking great. But, again, that, that line got shored up. All right, last AFC real quick. The Chargers out of Los Angeles, they're going to need some help. They're going to have to get a wild card spot, it looks like, to get in. Contender or pretender? I think pretender. I just don't see them with enough weapons to really compete and make noise against any some of the teams that we've listed. B, what do you think? Yeah, disappointing pretender, honestly. I had a lot of higher expectations for them. It just between injury and just play in general, it just didn't work out for them. So, pretender for me. Yep. Guru. Offensively, I think they're as good as any team in the AFC when healthy. But defensively, they are a an absolute mess. So, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm on the same train as you guys. I'm saying they're a pretender. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but then I watched the game that they played against Seattle and wow. I mean, it just was not pretty for them. I enjoyed it, but uh, yeah, Herbert, Herbert deserves better. Let's put it that way. Exactly. All right, guys, contenders and pretenders NFC after this break, stick around. We are back, ready for the better half of the league, the NFC. Agreed. Contenders, oh. right? I, look, we are apparently an NFC podcast. You know, between the three of us, we've got the NFC West, the, the best division in football. You know, and then a little uh, NFC East thrown in there as well, which is just not great. The NFC but least, yeah. Th- that's right. Although the NFC least has the most teams that we're going to talk about in our little contender or pretender conversation. 
So let's jump into it. And guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to steal this first one just because I have a lot of opinions about this team. I've put them on lists such as, you know, hated teams. Um, pretty sure their, their, uh, their owner has been mentioned in vain on this podcast a few times. And of course, we're talking about America's team for the, uh, the handicapped out there, the Dallas Cowboys. Sitting at eight and three, they are on a two-game win streak. I said that there was quarterback controversy. There's not. I still think there's there's a there's a backfield controversy, even though it doesn't look like it. I don't understand. Like, is Zeke really a good person? Because I don't think so. All indications point to no, but. The dude's not making a big stink about losing carries and touches and, and yards and and everything like that. I I don't get it. I was waiting for him to come out in the media and just and just blast, you know. It's the, here's what I think about Zeke is I think he used to be a really good running back and then he just got distracted that Dak Prescott bends over in front of him, and all of a sudden he's just like, "Wow, you know, that's, like that's got to be what you, it is." You may not be a great quarterback, but man, you have a great tight end. You know what I mean? So is that why Pollard's getting getting the touches? Is he's not as distracted? He can exactly he can get those yards. Okay, I got you. I got you. So I mean, again, I just it's so surprising that, that Zeke's not putting up a stink because of the Pollard. Uh, Coming well, in and getting the touches, but he's definitely putting up a stink. Well, this this is true. This is true. So, I'm I'm calling them. Uh, hate to I hate to do it, but I think they're a contender. I, that defense is so good. I think that's really what's got them at eight and three. Um, but when you throw in those weapons, especially now that they're leaning on Tony Pollard so much. I think they're a better team than Philly. I really do. I think Philly requires Jalen Hurts to just straight ball out for their wins. And, again, look at who they've played, who they've beat, Philly. Um, But that's my opinion, and I hate it. Please, someone tell me I'm wrong. Well... As much as my heart wants to say that they're a pretender, I there. I mean, you look at the NFC. There's just not a lot of powerhouse. You don't really know what's happening in the NFC. Like I don't have a clear favorite coming out of the NFC. To be honest with you, if you asked me at the beginning of the year, I would have told you the Rams. And right now, I don't even think the Rams make the playoffs. No, I don't think they do. So, I mean, I would I would probably say yeah. Dallas is a contender. Unfortunately, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think they're better off with Cooper Rush than they are Dak Prescott. But I, I don't know. I don't know. He's got that run ability to him as well. So I could see him making a. I could see him making a run. No pun. Yeah. So uh, I also think they're a contender. Like you mentioned, the defense is really good. Um, they have solid special teams, and Brett Meyer has proven that he can kick the ball from 
the next uh, the next stay over uh, if he needs to. So, um, I, I one of offense, the best fantasy pickups I've made off the waiver, by the way. Yeah, he, he's been a stud. The offense, uh, there's some question marks there, but I think I think they're strong enough to make a good run. Um, I think the reason you see Zeke on the field is because Jerry Jones is uh, a very proud man that does not want to accept that he made a mistake in giving Zeke a big contract. Um, and that's my honest opinion. I think he, I think he doesn't want to admit defeat there. Uh, but you're seeing Pollard a little more and more and more and more. Um, and then the question mark it remains OBJ. Does he end up with Dallas? And if he does, I think that that's another weapon that really gives that offense a chance to thrive. I don't think that they win the NFC, but I do think that there's a good chance they represent the NFC in the title game. So I have I have two questions about this team. Um, for me, one, does do you guys actually truly believe in Mike McCarthy? I think Mike McCarthy is a very good coach, yes. I, I do. I do. I think I, – I, it was unfortunate in Green Bay because he had to deal with that ego of Aaron Rodgers. And now he's in Dallas dealing with those egos there. So, right. and, and again, I, I think that if he had his way, it would be a Tony Pollard backfield and that's it. And, and that's maybe a little, and maybe give Cooper Rush a little bit more of a shot, but. I've heard rumors that behind the scenes, Jerry Jones calls Zeke Cialis because it gives him a big heart on. <laughs> so, so I, I, well, I, I think you're right. I think you're right because McCarthy had a lot of pressure in Green Bay. He had an excellent quarterback, and that quarterback kind of does his own thing. Whether you want him to or not, he kind of just does his own thing. In Dallas, McCarthy – you know, has some control and, and is able to, to run the team the way he sees fit to a point because he's in between that he's got the team and what he wants to do with them, and he's got a far too involved owner over top of him that is also the GM. And uh, I think that it causes McCarthy to not be able to maybe take the team to the way – he envisions them totally, and you get like an eighty percent McCarthy, like a twenty percent Jones. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that that actually gives me a third question. But my second question, um, if Dallas, I mean Dallas is going to make the playoffs. It's kind of in this point with the expansion of the playoffs, it's kind of a guarantee that they're going to probably get another wild card spot, at least. Um, if Dallas does not make it to the NFC Championship game is Dak the Prescott, or Dak the Prescott, is Dak Prescott the quarterback next year, or do they actually hand the reins over to Cooper Rush, given what he's actually done now? You, with Jerry, I don't think that's the case. They, but they just gave Dak a, a almost forty million dollar contract, so forty million dollars a year. So, no, I don't think so. I again. Yeah, again, I think if Mike McCarthy had his way, we might be having a different conversation. But 
Right. Yeah, I, so, I think they I think they're invested, yeah. That leads me to my third question. How long before Jerry Jones becomes the head coach as well? <laughs> I think I don't think again, he'll ever take it that far. Again, like like my uh beef and my tacos, it's an eighty twenty split and uh I don't think he's ever given up any more than that. All right, let's let's talk about a couple more of those NFC East teams that might be pretending. Let's go ahead and jump all over those New York football giants playing out of East Rutherford. New Jersey, the Giants. B, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, kind of like I mentioned with the Cowboys, in the NFC, there's there's a lot going on. There's not really anybody that stands out. I think I think the Giants have proven that they can win some games based on their grit. I mean, Dayball's I, I got to give him credit. He's done a really good job turning that team around and, and just building the culture that he has. Um, I. I would be willing to put them as a contender. I don't think they make the Super Bowl. I really don't. But I think that they could get hot and make the championship game. Yeah, I, I hear you. Real, real quick, I just I want to point out something that I find pretty interesting. We're talking about head coaches, and I always find it interesting. This is a side rant here. I'm the host. I can do that. I always find it super interesting when you're watching after a season of NFL coaches getting fired and leaving and all this stuff. And then the next season you're watching and you see these guys on the sidelines and they're flourishing. It's crazy. Like take tonight's game, this Thursday night game, for instance, who's on the sidelines of the Patriots game judge Joe judge, right? Not a great head coach for the New York football giants. Right. But here he is in new England and he's doing well. Look at uh, the sidelines of the Bills. Who's 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 one of their coordinators? Leslie Frazier? Don't think that guy was a good uh, NFL head coach, but he's he's getting it done. He's he's doing great things. It's it's crazy for me to see how these these guys are can be such great coordinators, but then they get the head coach job and it just goes to shit. I just I just find that interesting. You mentioned Dayball, and it made me think of previous coaches and I mean I think that goes to tell you just how much is involved as a head coach you know I mean you 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 got your niche as a coordinator you don't have to worry about the other side of the ball you don't have to worry about special teams you don't have to worry about like building that culture in the program you know I mean you got to give the head coaches a lot of credit there's a lot they got to deal with now be right before I before I get to the Giants I just want to say one thing on that uh, as a head coach, um, I think a lot is a lot is blamed on a head coach that not necessarily falls on the head coach. Okay, so Agreed. like you like you mentioned, the head coach. Uh, a lot of times, you'll see a guy that flames out as a head coach, but he's an excellent coordinator. Um, Steve Spagnola would be another one that would come to mind. Uh, Spagnola was a head coach for the Rams. It was pretty awful, but he's one of the best defensive coordinators in football and has been for a long time. Right. Um, when you're the head coach, yeah, you, you are the head of the team. You're the face of the team as far as the coaching staff goes. But a lot of times you are just managing the generality of the game, the, the, the clock, 
you're managing personnel, things like that. Whereas when you're a coordinator, you're actually a lot of times calling the plays. You're scheming. You're not necessarily doing that as the head coach. And that's, and that's like you said, uh, B, sometimes a guy finds their niche and they're a great play caller. They're a great uh, schemer. They're a great uh, play designer. But as a head coach, it's, they're outside of that role and they're relying on somebody else to do it. Maybe that person's failing in the role, but because they're the head coach, it's going to get blamed on them. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think Brandon and I know that probably better than a lot of people. Look at our head coach, Pete Carroll. I mean, he got a shot with, with two NFL teams, flamed out, you know, quote unquote, flamed out, right? Went to USC. I feel like he was pretty successful. Um, and then now back to the NFL and nothing but mostly success with the Seahawks. And like, you can't tell me that he changed between the Jets, Patriots to USC to Seattle. Like he's been Pete Carroll, you know, but Bill but, Belichick with the Cleveland Browns. Right. You know, it's, it's, I think it, you have to find the right market. You have to find the right team mentality. That, that buys into whatever you're selling as a head coach. And and you got and you have to as a head coach you have to bring in people that have the same philosophies as you if you want it to work. Right. Right. So, now there are those enigmas like you've got Dallas, right? You've got Jerry Jones. He's going to do whatever the hell Jerry Jones wants to do. Right. You've got you know if you're in New York, you've got the New York media. It's just the nature of the beast, so it's going to run a lot of the what happens. So, Absolutely. you know, you do have that as well. For me though, now I know we're talking NFC right now, but I'm going to kind of bounce it to the AFC. I don't know how much of the Miami dolphin credit I, I actually give to um, uh, McDaniels there. I, I, I would, I don't know. I mean, do you give any of that to Flores and no, that team is complete. A lot of that personnel is still there, but that you personnel can see has been flipped. Playing for Brian Flores before he got fired. Yeah, but that personnel is flipped. It's like I think it's, it's all like 40 it's all Joe Philbin new when he was there. He did great things there. Yeah, it's it's like forty percent new on that that uh, on that roster right now. But and it's a totally different scheme too. You got to think. But that regardless, we're we're getting off topic topic a little bit. I'm yep, gonna bring it yep. back to the New York Giants. New York Giants. Uh, in my opinion, they are a absolute pretender. This team has a great defense. They do. They have a very good defense. But aside from that, their offense is not very good. They have nobody to throw to. They rely too heavily on Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is not a person that you can just put the game on his right arm and let him go. Um, and I'm, I don't mean that in a bad – I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is bad. I'm saying Daniel Jones will not carry you to a victory. Uh, so – when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to the play, the things that lead teams in the playoffs to deep runs and making Super Bowl runs is not necessarily the talent you have as your start in your starting lineup. It's the depth you have because you're ultimately going to come across injuries throughout the course of the season. The New York Giants do not have depth, and that is going to cost them. They may and probably will get into the playoffs, but do not expect them to make a run. I, yeah, I, I'm going to completely agree, uh, Pretender, for the same reasons. I don't think they have the weapons. I don't believe in their quarterback, Daniel Jones. 
Um, too much on Barkley. I do have questions about him going deep in the playoffs uh, health-wise after a full regular season. Um, so just a lot of questions. And again, I'm looking at two teams just in their division that are, in my opinion, head and shoulders above where the Giants are at right now. And I know a lot was said the last time we did a podcast about bringing OBJ in. I think that actually hurts their chances of being a contender more. But but that's me. Um, let's keep it in the NFC East, guys. One more team. And I'm just going to – the only thing I'm going to say about this team is I think they're a pretender, but I – I put them above, and I'm sorry, host and co-host, but I put them above the New York Giants, and that's the the Washington Commanders. Do you want to talk about a gritty team? That is a gritty, gritty team. That's a team that takes on the persona of their head coach, right? They, Ron Rivera, one of the most respected men in all of the NFL. Um, he, oh, I thought you meant they all got cancer. Well, Jesus, I, I mean, he's a, can, he's a cancer survivor. I mean, the guy, the oh, guy man. is gritty as hell. Um, was a was gritty when he played when he was a player, um, and he's just he he really has the culture right in in Washington. I think the best thing that happened for them was was uh, Wentz getting injured and them going to Heineke. Um, I think that was probably the best thing for that team. I think they rally around him. And that another defense that's really solid, and they have some weapons. I still think they are a pretender, but I agree with you that I think Washington is the third team in that division. It's, if you're ranking them one through four, I think they're one spot ahead of the Giants. I still, I know the Giants have a decent record, but they are still the bottom, the cellar dwellers in that division as far as talent. Well, I mean, of course you're going to agree with me. That's that's why I'm a host of a sports podcast. So. I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> B, do you, what do you think? I, I, I am going to disagree, actually. I, I don't believe in Washington. I think they've All right, and that's all the time we have uh, for B. Um, <laughs> hey, we, we did say they're pretenders. Both of us said pretenders, even though we talked them up. Oh, you did say they're pretenders. Yeah, we, okay. we both said Never pretenders, I, yes. I am. Okay, in that case, I'm agreed. I, I don't think they're above the Giants this this year. Um, I understand what, what Goatee says about the Giants and their depth. I get that. And if injuries happen, that's that's different. But I, I'm taking the approach of everyone healthy. Giants are, con, are, are contenders in a conference that there's no true front runner. Um, with Washington – I, I just don't see Washington ever actually getting hot enough to make a run. So for me, I mean, they're a, a maybe at getting that wild card spot. And the only reason they get the playoffs is because of the expanded playoffs. So I, I think this week will tell the story playing against the Giants. And if you're asking me as the betting as, expert, I'm, I am currently. I mean, I have my biggest bet right now is on the Giants money line. Um, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of money on that. I, I don't think that Washington's the better team. 
I know that they the Giants rely a lot on Saquon. They're kind of they, Tennessee relies how how much on Derrick Henry. He's and, that's a physical freak. Yeah, but still, I mean, at the same time, you you gotta you gotta know what you are. You gotta know your identity. You gotta stick to it. And I think the Giants are figuring that out. You don't need a stud quarterback. You just need somebody to dink and dunk. Alex Smith is the greatest example of that. As a 49er fan, Jordan, you should you should know that. Um, and I don't. I do agree. Daniel Jones is not going to lead you to victory, but he's going to do enough to get there. So I don't see Washington this week winning against the Giants. I don't see Washington being a contender in the playoffs either. I, I like it. I, I like I like that take. Um, and having a quarterback that is that is good enough and that can, you know, dink and dunk would would definitely take me to the next team that I want to talk about. But real quick, I just want to say that I'll take the quarterback that's better than good enough, and that's Heineke over Daniel Jones. Um, but real quick, just a, just a real quick yes or no question. The Eagles right now have a two-game lead on the Dallas Cowboys in that division. Do they keep that two-game – do they keep that lead in that division and win the division at the end of the, the regular season? Yes or no, Guru? Yes. B. Wait. Uh, yes. All right. I, I'm I'm a yes as well. I'm I'm a hopeful. I put yes. that bet on them. I put that bet you on did. them. You remember That's, that? I do. I do. All in. All right. So I said I was going to get to it. We're gonna we're gonna throw this last team in there, and then we're gonna take another quick break. Another dink and dunk. Another dink and dunk quarterback, Kirk Cousins. And the Minnesota Vikings. Are they a contender or a pretender? Goatee. I and we've asked this a lot. We've asked this almost every week. So we have. And and I'm gonna take I'm gonna say the Minnesota Vikings are a pretender. And I'm gonna tell you why, okay? So Real fast, I'm just going to kind of wrap this up real quick so I can get B's comments in there. But the Minnesota Vikings are pretender because they have had matchups with two top NFC teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, and they have gotten smacked in both of them. Okay, so I don't don't think Minnesota – loses in the first round depending on who they play but I don't think I don't see them in the NFC title game here's my rebuttal you have had an injured running back and in one of those games you did not have TJ Hawkinson on that team so that adds a secondary weapon and you still have Adam Thielen um I think Minnesota is an overlooked team and I do think if you're asking my personal opinion, they're my favorite coming out of the mm-hmm. NFC, even though I did throw that bet on, on Philadelphia. I like Minnesota Hold that. in what? the championship game this week or this, this year. Who was the injured running back in the Dallas game? No, I'm just talking about the Philly game. Oh no, I'm talking about the That's Dallas it. game when they lost forty to three. 
No, I understand that. Yeah, but Everybody the the Philly game also. But yeah, yeah, you said that with Buffalo. But um, I was talking. They, they had Delvin Cook, who's been injured off and on a little bit this year. Um, Philly, I'll give them credit. They shut down Justin Jefferson. They really did. I'll, I'll give them credit there. But they didn't have. TJ yeah. Hawkinson to worry about either. And Adam Thielen's not the same guy. So Dallas shut Justin Jefferson. Dallas think uh Jefferson had two catches for twenty yards or something like that. Twenty four. Yeah, no, I'll give him that. You shut him down. You Best I'm not Dallas. Quarterback, though, I'm not a Dallas to, fan. I, I love dink and dunk quarterbacks and the best one of them all, Peyton Manning. Yeah. Yeah, because if he went deep, it was a lame duck. I I I'm going to – I don't know. I think they – I'm going to throw them in contender. They, I, I just feel like they have too many weapons not to be. I mean, and you add TJ Hawkinson, they're sitting at 9-2. and two. They're clearly going to win that division. I, I just don't think my trust is in their defense. I think that's what it is. I don't trust their defense. Yeah, but if they're gonna they're gonna host a game, I mean, it really just comes down to matchups. And again, if they're healthy, I think they can they can go toe to toe with any of these NFC teams. Can I ask uh, one question to try to sway your guys' opinion? Yeah, yeah. One quick question: Do you trust Kirk Cousins to not make a mistake in a big situation? Yes, I, I do. I do. I do. He's he's proven, I think, enough now. Um, I, 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 I'm still not – I don't know. I still keep waiting for that big mistake, but he's proven it this year that it's just not there. And when you have a guy like Justin Jefferson out there, I mean, he's going to make the play. He's going to win that 50-50 ball, so Kirk Cousins can, can have that – that element of, or he can have that, you know, error. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think having a team that actually supports and backs you makes a big difference in a quarterback. He didn't get that in Washington. Well, he's been in Minnesota a long time, but I I get what you're saying. I do. He's been, but he's been in Minnesota and he's got a career track record of screwing up in big situations. That's the thing I'm asking. He, he's uh He's look. He always looks good in the regular season. He's always a very good regular season quarterback. It's the playoffs that I worry about. But that's neither here nor there. That's why we have our opinions, and yep. uh, that's that's why we debate this, right? Well, my opinion is we take a quick break, and then we head down to the NFC South, where holy shit, do they stink! Right after this. All right, just cracked my last NA beer for the night, so let's round this out. We've got two more teams in the NFC division to talk about, and then we're going to make you guys some money, and then we're going to get out of here. So let's, uh, let's go to that NFC South where it is just dumpster fire after dumpster fire. 
And the only team that we need to really even talk about is the five and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are probably going to win that division and make the playoffs with a losing record. But as we talked about earlier, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't make some noise in the playoffs. Unless, of course, we think they're pretenders. But let's talk about that a little bit more. B, Tampa Bay, they've got the GOAT. They've got a solid run game. And they've got weapons out there receiving. What What's going on? Are they are they contenders, pretenders? What, what are we thinking? It's, it, it's really hard for me to not go with number 12, you know? I, um, he's proven time and time again, even when you think he's out, he's still in. I mean, look at the Super Bowl against the Falcons. <laughs> you thought that game was over, he brings it back. And I know he's got – I know he had a better team around him, but he's got weapons, and this team is getting healthier. Um, I don't know. I don't put it. I don't put it past him. I really don't. Um, I'm still going pretender, though. I'm still going pretender. I can see yeah. how it could happen, but I I don't think it's going to. I think that divorce is really hitting them hard. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, you you can't really count them out, but but Giselle did. And, uh, you know, it seems to be working for her. And uh, well, I'm going I'm to count them out. For the yeah. Well, of course. Uh, I'm going to count them out, too. Big time pretender. I don't know why. they. Sh- I think on paper they should be a contender. But Brady's not having the season that he's used to or that we're used to seeing from him. Honestly, the bright spot on that team is is in the backfield um but that's one guy and he can only do so much and as you can as you saw in the last game they played injuries uh, you know they're they're gonna get to you you know it, is mike evans really all he's cracked up to be because i feel like every single year like mike evans is projected as his top five or top 10 wide receiver i don't know if i'd actually put him in there here's here's my prediction here's here's my quick analysis of mike evans yes he is a hundred percent that guy except for he's a little bitch i have never seen a big receiver a dominant receiver like him be such a little bitch about every little injury or something that doesn't go his way or his new tattoo wasn't ready to be inked on or some bullshit, right? Like man, the fuck up, get out there and play. Look at DK Metcalf. What? Three, four games ago, he went down with an injury and I thought he was going to be out for at least a couple weeks. No, he was right back in there the very next game balling out like the big man should be you know so i i would like to see more of that side from mike evans but he just hasn't proven it in his entire career 
happens. But my thing is, I heard Brandon Marshall on his own podcast, and I don't know if you heard it because it's, it's fairly new. He's only three episodes in, I think. I heard Brandon Marshall, and you know this, he was the big receiver. He even said himself that he, he's like, oh, no, Mike Evans is exactly like me. But then I start thinking about that because, I mean, what you just said, like, did you did you ever see Brandon Marshall bitch out on an injury? Like, I, I feel like when he was playing, when he got injured, it was, yeah, I sat a couple of plays out. He's back in. Might have missed a couple of weeks for a bad one. But other than that, he was pretty freaking tough. And I don't get that same viewpoint with uh, Mike Evans, just like you're saying. I, I agree completely. I, I don't I don't think he's I don't think he Mike Evans should be in a top five I'll I'll give him top ten but I it's, a, it, it's generous Mike Evans is uh, absolutely always cracked up to be uh, the guy's went over a thousand yards every year of his career um, but he yeah I agree that he's a little of um, uh, diva when it comes to injuries and some of the things not going his way. But let's not forget, guys, remember he played for Texas A&M. And who was his quarterback? Anybody remember? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was his quarterback. So, yeah, I think they breed a different kind of uh, mentality there. But anyway, um. Miles Garrett, <laughs> another guy. Just anyway, but so these guys, these guys, uh, yeah, I, I Evans talent wise is absolutely one hundred percent elite. He has a killer instinct uh, in in big situations too. Um, but I do agree that he is a little bit of a diva, not a little bit, a lot of bit of a diva. Uh, but as far as the the Buccaneers go. Um, I see them as a, I'm going to say, I'm going to call them a pretender, but they are a team that when, I'm not going to say if, but when they get into the playoffs, because they will, when they get into the playoffs, that is a team that nobody is going to want to come up against because they are the sneaky team that could be a trap game for anybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that because again, when you when you as a as a head coach, if you're game planning against that team on paper, that team looks stout, you know. But then you look at their record, you look at their their points against. I mean, yeah, just just not not great. One more quick thing, too. Sorry, I forgot to mention this, but you said that the bright spot on the Buccaneers is is the guy in the backfield. I assume you're uh, talking about Rashad White. But, uh, no, the bright spot is actually two spots on that offense, and it's uh, it's their left tackle and their slot wide receiver, both Penn Staters, Chris Godwin and uh, Donovan Smith. Nice, nice. All right. The last team that I want to talk about 
Contender or pretender, the Seattle Seahawks sitting at six and five. They are on a two-game losing streak, which is terrible because those should have been wins. Those, those, in my eyes, were wins. I mean, especially that last one. I mean, Jesus, Vegas coming in and oh. Terrible, terrible, terrible. B, let's let's go to you. I, I can't even talk right now. Nope. I was hoping you'd bring it to me. Um, that defense who has been weak, I thought was gonna be the better part of our team this year. Um, I thought the offense at the beginning of the season was gonna be atrocious and the defense was gonna be anything that gave us wins. Kind of been a little bit backwards. And it definitely showed last week. We could not make a fucking tackle at all. Everything was broken. And this is against Vegas. And, and I know J- Jacobs has been having a freaking phenomenal year. And Seattle can't stop the run. But Derek Carr just carved them. Just carved us apart. And if that's the team that we're getting in the playoffs, then no. But I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan, and I believe in Pete. I believe in Schneider. We're contenders, baby. That's what's up. That's what's up. We're contenders. And Gino, I, I trust. That's right. That's right. I have a feeling we're not going to get that same enthusiasm. But I'm going to go anyway. Go T. I'm going to recuse myself from this question. Um, That's right. But tenders all the way. That's what I'm talking about. But I am all, I am also going to say that um, I'm not going to speak to the Seattle Seahawks at all, but I will say that they're going to finish second in their division and the clear favorite in the NFC West does reside or in the NFC does reside in the NFC West. And they're not the Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I can't, I can't argue with that. Sorry, the Rams are really far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little further north. Just terrible. Um, I'm going to say contender if that defense can turn around like they did after the first five games. Because up until recently, that defense had turned around and had shown that they could – be efficient. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say anything like that, but efficient. They could keep a game in control and let the offense go out and win the game. So that so they have that. If that team can can get back together, contender. Absolutely. I, I trust them to beat Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Giants, Commanders. Um, you know, honestly, the, the Niners and the Eagles and the Cowboys are the three that, that I'm leery about. And those are all teams that we are saying are contenders. So the fourth team on that list is, is going to be the Seahawks for me. Absolutely. I think Seattle is much more of a contender if Michael Jackson does a fucking moonwalk across the field. 
and yeah. Kobe Bryant makes a three. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, boys. Again, podcast is looking a little different because we are down our co-host and our host. So we're going to end with these bets. We're going to throw out some money makers for you. We're scrapping Hollywood Corner and uh, Guru's segment. We did pepper in a little uh, fantasy talk in there. And uh, we're also scrapping our pickums because, honestly, we don't even know where the standings are. I can't remember your guys' last picks. I only know my last pick because I don't go with football. I went with USA to beat Wales. We didn't. But I don't give a shit because we got we to got the knockout it. stage. Let's go. Bye-bye, Iraq. Or, or, I'm sorry, Iran. Get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye, Wales. Let's go. All right. We've got five minutes on our call left. B, hit them with the bets. Let's get it, baby. Low bet, low risk, low reward. Tennessee plus four and a half. Let's get it. It's at a minus 106. You're not losing that much money, man. I'm telling you, throw it. Eagles give up 120 rushing yards a game. I don't think that they can stop Derrick Henry. Traylon Burks is looking more and more promising each week. Tennessee needs to stop the, that air attack. And if they do, Tennessee's fine. Anytime touchdowns, I'm going Derrick Henry. Quez Watkins, baby. Pick, Love it. That's a good waiver wire pickup. I'm telling you. Medium bet. He don't own them anymore. Chicago Bears money line. Aaron Rodgers, not quite healthy. He's banged up. Justin Fields, he practiced this week. I don't know if you saw it, but bring him back, baby. That dude, he's nothing with his arm. But can you stop him with his legs? I don't think so. Bears averaging more points a game than the Packers. Game's in Chicago. I like it. Rodgers. I like that pick a lot. He's not owning the Bears, baby. So, high bet. Are you boys ready? Let's go. Let's hear it. I love it. Big money. I said it earlier. I don't know if you guys paid attention, but I am taking the New York football Giants against Washington. I'm taking that money line. Giants are the underdogs. They're sitting at plus 114 as of right now. We still got a couple of days to go, so I could see that moving. But as of right now, I'm taking New York Giants. Washington's played better. I don't think they can knock off the Giants at home. I really don't. This is in Washington. Maybe a little different. Both teams have trouble stopping the run. run. I'm taking the better running back, Saquon Barkley. Giants have more yards rushing on average than the Commanders do this season. So even with multiple running backs that the Commanders use, they're still gaining less rushing yards a game than Saquon Barkley. And passing-wise, honestly, they kind of equal out. So, I think it comes down to the running backs. I'm taking the better running back. Let's go to New York Giants. I also have a bet. Uh, it, I'm taking the under on Traylon Burks recovering a fumble in the end zone that Derrick Henry fumbles at the two. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love throw everything you got on that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that play, but Derrick Henry broke a, like, 60-yard – catch and run and then fumbled at the two and Burks fell on it in the end zone. 
for his first career touchdown. Nice. That's that's how you want it, right? That's can't draw it up any better than that. Well, guys, I love it. That I felt I feel really good about this one. I feel really good about those bets. Maybe maybe not as heavy on the last one, just given what what our rundown was with with the Commanders and Giants. But you know what? I trust you, B. I do. Hey, my percentage has gotten back up. We're at fifty eight. Hey, I, that's that's in the plus. I'm telling my you. math tells me that's eight percent better than losing money. That's what I'm saying. So we're good. All right, gentlemen. It has been an honor and a pleasure to have served with you this evening. It was fun. We look forward to hanging out with everybody again next week for Goatee and Brandon Lee. This is Hollywood saying adios, pantalones. Hasta la vista, baby.